Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody and welcome back to another fanbite review podcast this one is going up live no not live live to tape i guess in a way featured contributor funky joseph what do you think about podcasts podcasts you know i love them i like listening yeah no it's it's a it's a great time it's little voices in my head now, a lot of people would say that's actually a bad thing oftentimes when that happens, but I'm glad that it works out for you. I am going to be your host for this one. As usual, the person who has not played a single second of the game in question, but I am senior <laughs> managing editor of fanbyte.com, Nerium, and I am here with the aforementioned folks to talk about Stray. Stray. Goaty. <laughs> Go- Did I hear Goaty? Is that what you said? Uh, Yes. Um, yeah, now I, do you do you mean that or is that a goof? Oh, that was a goof. I, I think it's a really nice game. Uh, it's pretty simple and sweet and accomplishes everything that uh, I, I expected from it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like number one of the whole year. Yeah, I, it's I on my list, though. It might, yeah. it might be on my list. Well, if, for people who don't have it on their list or their radar whatsoever, Stray is the new, I believe, French video game, third person sort of puzzle adventure game based on what i've seen of you playing it of it funke uh sort of game kind of a not a point and click really but like you go around you platform you jump on stuff you find items to give to other characters so that they'll do stuff for you yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of exploration and and fetch quests right you you're not quests. a dog um you know cat cats can fetch sometimes i used to play fetch with my cat ramba which by the way as we go around this room we talked about this earlier all cat owners here Correct. We are, and and my cat plays fetch actually. Oh, really? Still? Yeah, yeah. If you if if you get a crumpled up receipt, Ripley will. Yeah, she'll she'll run it right back to you and, oh my and basically meow at you to throw it again. Let me try that right now because Ramba has decided to jump. It's almost his food time. Um, oh, right on. So he's decided to jump behind one of my monitors. So I've thrown a piece of paper over to the side, and sure enough, he left to go get it. Great. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, obviously the, the big thing about Stray is that you are playing as a cat in a post-human world, uh, or is it? I don't, I literally don't know because I don't know where the story goes like you two do, but you are, uh, going through a world full of robots that are like, oh, humans are dead as far as we know, and you need to help them as you try to reconnect with your cat family. That's how it starts, right? It's, uh, you are this little orange cat, no name as far as I know. Uh, there's no humans to give you one anyway, but you get separated from your family because of reasons. Yeah, yeah. But you you try to make a big jump and you fall. Okay, what are you jumping over? Just a just normal thing, or is there like an just, earthquake? It, no, it's just it's like a gap, and then the metal kind of creaks, and you uh, fall, and everyone else, all your cat friends are above above ground. 
So you got to get back up above ground. Yep. Yeah, that's how you start. It's like you can see the actual like natural light in the sky a little bit. You're mm-hmm. kind of, I, I guess you're in these like weird um, kind of tunnel-like areas, uh, I guess hanging above like the sewers. And that's ultimately where you wind up falling uh, into the underground city uh, where the game takes place. Oh, okay, so you have to get down to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> interesting. Kind of. Interesting. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I saw a little bit of this game. Uh, like the again, we we talked about the um, kind of that. That's basically the premise, right? Like that's that's Pretty the much. game. Does it like really change up all that much over the course of the? How long would you both say it took you to beat it? Uh, I, I want to say maybe like eight or ten hours. Sounds about right. Uh, okay. it took it took me six. Okay. Total. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. That Speed is because I'm a pro gamer. <laughs> yeah. It's because I'm a pro gamer. Um, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. I can teach you some tips after. Yeah. Appreciate but, it. No. 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 I, I think the game's really short. I, I like this the style of game where I don't know. It's it doesn't bloat itself with like a bunch of random quests that I'm never gonna do and kind of just like filling it with busy work in a way that, that right. just stretches out the experience. But I, I think Stray is perfectly length i i I don't have any complaints about that there are some side quests you can do to uh i guess lengthen your stay in there but uh yeah i had fun it was in and out yeah i I want to say the same yeah i share those sentiments exactly almost like i feel like for me i really appreciate the short form narrative driven game that doesn't really like funky says um kind of bore you with combat or like things that you know, just kind of constantly get in the way that I think a lot of games feel the need to include, you know, for the sake of, I don't know, whatever psychological thing they're trying to achieve <laughs> at, yeah. with the player. Um, but yeah, I, I also went out of my way to try to complete side quests and I got every memory except for one, which I'm pretty mad about. So I got to hit up uh, oh shit help shameless plug to, to find out where that last one is. But um, yeah, I, I like that. I, I really appreciate when a game respects my time in that way and, and kind of, you know, lets me know that, I kind of had an idea of where things were going and, and when it would sort of wrap up soon, which I feel like most games just don't give you that. I always have to rush to like, you know, how long to beat.com and, and figure out how much time I'm right. going to pour into this thing. Not really an option when you're playing ahead of time, uh, early games that can yeah. be kind of uh, frustrating sometimes where you're like, I don't know what I'm getting into here. Yeah. Right. Or especially if you get stuck on a puzzle, I was like, dang, what am I supposed to do for one of them? And I was sitting there like, should I just message Colin, like our guides writer? <laughs> should I be like, what is the solution? But I eventually figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like um, the game sort of progresses in a, in a really like old school kind of way. Like it's been a while since I've played a game like this. And um, I don't know, I've, I've kind of felt myself recently um, longing for those kind of short form, old school style, very linear games um, because I think a lot of the things I either play now are probably like live games or, you know, games where, it, you know, it, it takes at least 60 hours to complete. Um, so it has, it has been, it has been kind of nice to take a break from that and also engage with the story that I found while really simple, really, really engaging and, and beautiful to, to absorb in, in all the ways the game goes out of its way to like render, uh, you know, like the, from the visuals, obviously to like. Even the score I thought was really, really awesome. Um, the is. sound design. It's it's just like a, yeah, it's it's total, for lack of a better term, catnip for me, where like <laughs> I really like these simple experiences that are mainly there to just tell a story, even if it is a simple one. Because um, yeah, we can get into some of the, the things that we might not have loved about it, but I think 
overall, I would highly recommend this game to to folks who want that kind of experience. Yeah, like I, I hear that a lot. Like there, there's such a mentality in games. Feels like for the past ten years, where a certain vocal group of players, like, oh, if I'm paying sixty dollars, I want like sixty plus hours in a game, and it's like <laughs> yeah. I, you can't attach like dollar value to amount of time spent into a game like that that doesn't make it better if you're spending more time in an experience like you can you also spend 70- don't actually want that like historically people just do not finish the games that they play already mm-hmm. right yeah so like why why do you want something longer if it's not going to be as fun like I, I would much rather like the the tight experience that that stray is and yeah i the only criticisms i have of it are very small because it it, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't switch anything up crazy in the story. Like by the, by the last half, it wasn't too out of out of what I expected. But I, I mean, it's a simple story. It accomplishes what it wants to do. It's really sweet, and the attention to detail is is there. It's it's tangible, and I think, Miriam, uh, you've seen this. I guess not even but from playing it, but just through clips. Like, there's the cat shit is accurate like it's so real like the the meow button like the the kneading on the on carpets and just that that little like those small touches make this game pop and yeah it really uh it it shined for me there's like a really good again just like looking at screenshots and watching the video from you play uh during our first bite which you can find over at youtube.com slash fanbite just to tell you um there is a really 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 strong sense of like hand behind the camera if that makes sense like sure. the, all of the shots uh seem very intentionally framed like a lot of the the backgrounds and, and scenes um and like just the architecture of what you're walking around look like very 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 deliberate like somebody specifically wanted you to see every single element of this city from this very particular view which is oftentimes very low to the ground because you're a cat obviously that is much shorter than most of the people so you have a sort of a worm's eye view of all this stuff going on which has caused not the worm's eye view thing necessarily but just like the general gist of the um the character design and the world design um in the game has caused a bit of a hubbub today now that the game is out um which i think we should at least probably mention even though if i don't i don't think i'm perfectly equipped to talk about it too much but there has been like people comparing like the the look of this underground city looks very much like um kowloon walled city uh, a lot of characters wear like um sort of stereotypical hats like associated with like rice farmers and stuff like that like mm-hmm. um in a sort of cyberpunk orientalist sort of way made by crucially these are french developers this is not a this is not an asian studio yeah i i i don't know much about the people actually creating the game but yeah. there is like a, a bunch of just random asian inspirations uh into this and we we have a piece a piece on the site like talking about this trend but we kind of see saw the same thing with sifu earlier this year Mm-hmm. Uh, or was that late last year? I, I don't remember. It was early this year. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. That that stuff was was odd, and I mean, it's it's worth talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like an unnecessary ad. Like, there's there's no reason for it. Um, yeah, it 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 always seems to be like a thing when it comes to anything set in cyberpunk, you know, settings where 
there is a template there that it's pretty much based off of. Thankfully, you know, the language and stuff that's written everywhere is very reminiscent of like, you know, Japanese or, or Korean even. And so you could see like some of those influences, especially like in the, in the signs and, you know, the signs and stuff. But it never really, um, it never really like took me out completely. But I, but again, yeah, I think that is pretty important to talk about. But it, I think overall, um, the world itself, for like I've been in such a, sort of cyberpunk mood lately um yeah and not just cyberpunk 2077 um i only just oh, recently the, started playing you know that. the best cyberpunk game right yeah the the template right no i'm just kidding but, it's a um, good game i'll say only, it dang it I, well i only recently started playing oh, it because man. of uh you know our our, our friends over at normandy fm have started a, a, a playthrough oh. of that and, and i've been sort of following along because i've been so fascinated by it as just like a, a cultural touch point more than anything like I, you know, I have my issues and gripes with it, but I've also been watching, you know, a lot of Ghost in the Shell recently, a lot of like uh, standalone complex. I've been uh, even reading some stuff lately and and it, it's been just honestly inspired by the times that we kind of fucking live in now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there is something really interesting about where this story goes and what it has to say about, you know, people who are left behind and and have to sort of figure out how to pick up the pieces and, and rebuild to a degree and and you know, without any sort of hope necessarily on on what comes after, uh, which is something that you know, if you've been around for the last few years, is something that we can all relate to. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the, you touch on one of the most interesting parts about this game. Like, if if robots, it proposes a question like if robots took everything that humans knew after humans supposedly died. Uh, they also take the bad parts too. Like right. we don't really talk about that. Like there, there's still an economic disparity. Like there's cities here that are, are in like lower juxtaposition than other cities and they live in poorer situations. Uh, and right. there's also more policing. Uh, it's the police design is also so good. It's, it's like a surveillance camera as the head and then just like a droid's yeah. body. Oh. Um, it's, it's a, crazy cool design um but yeah all of these things factor into like you just thinking about wow why why are these human or why are these robots suffering the same failings that humanity has suffered um it's it's all twisted honestly it's very near automata oh big time There, there was so many moments where like the music would swell and like you know you'd be overlooking this really big you know beautiful vista and i i that came to mind immediately it was like you know, th- those same notes that, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably, I, I, I think most people are, who are familiar with this game can either, you know, see this aesthetic for themselves in the trailers, all that stuff. What is the gameplay like? Funke, when we did the first bite, it seemed like you maybe unlocked some combat type stuff. And I'm kind of curious if that starts to branch out in any kind of unique ways or if what we saw is basically it. That was basically it. Uh, spoiler, 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 but it fizzles out right after that. Um, and I'm I'm honestly glad. Oh, that's literally the the combat sequence in the game. It's not like it doesn't become a big thing later on. No, no. It like at the end of that sequence, when I ended the call with y'all, uh, the thing broke. The oh. the purple UV light that destroys the little head crabs uh, just fell off. And then the robot was like, dang, we can't use that anymore. <laughs> Zerks? Uh, <laughs> Is that what they're called? Yes, the Zerks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't 
really like the combat sections <laughs> too much. I preferred just jumping around. I, I would have preferred yeah. more, maybe even like a wall run. It sounds silly, but like some more parkour <laughs> stuff. You know, like if you're if you're a dexterous cat, show me that. Like I would rather skill tree for that than like a gun on my back. Mm. Um, and mm. also like later on, there's still. I guess you're still running away from robots that are trying to kill you, but it's not, I, I don't know. You, you, you can't fight back. So it still feels like a very much a, a fast platformer uh, yeah. through the whole game. Yeah. There, there are the sequences where you're just kind of being chased very like uncharted, like, or you just have to run through or honestly <laughs> crash bandicoot, like, or you're just yes. like running through a thing and just trying to make it in time to push X in order to, to get to the other platform or whatever. But yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, the combat, you know, if you want to call it that, the combat sequences were, were fine. They, they, they didn't really challenge me in a way that I felt was, you know, particularly gratifying. But mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that they took a swing and, and really built a game around not needing that combat in order to, to become engaging. It's interesting how, like, they're... It's tough for me most times, unless I'm really digging a game that has like skill trees and combat like control where like I'm reading every page that I find an email correspondence, like because I just want to learn about, you know, that world. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting how in Stray I was also doing that and I didn't really feel the need to to, you know, fight things or, or feel like I needed a constant skill check. Like there there were there was a really interesting I don't know to me. These kind of games really speak to me as someone who like really appreciates that Fumito Ueda school of design of like less is more, um, you know, literally designed by subtraction where like you're trying to literally piece things together yourself as someone, as an outsider yourself and trying to just really absorb everything that you can from, from like, like Funke was saying before, like from the, the structures that the, the robots have sort of inherited from humans, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, Everything, every little piece, every sign, every every little like interaction between NPCs was was fascinating. You know, it's like I don't know. I I found myself really going out of my way to try to find those memories, and when I did, I was so excited because it was a new little piece of of lore that I could discover about a world that like you know ultimately is really sad. It's a re- it's a really sad story about again what happens to the to the folks who are the ones keeping everything you know standing, mm-hmm. and you know it's. And then when the people who basically control it all, when they when they dip, it's like, oh shit, yeah, like what happens to to us? And you what's know, passed could, down? Like what are the yeah. ideas that they think, oh yeah, that's normal? Right, right. And it, and it doesn't really like, ultimately, I guess, minor spoiler alert, it doesn't have a ton to say about it, which I think is one of the the parts about the game that I wish there was a bit more of, but I, but I still think the experience itself and like the, the questions it brings up and, and the, the way it presents certain, you know, uh, visual metaphors and stuff, like it's really interesting. I mean, it was really striking to me, um, as someone, you know, from similar environments like this, where, you know, you don't necessarily get those same funds in in your neighborhoods and and you see how it impacts the people that you grow up with. Um, Yeah. It, it was really jarring at one point to like run around a corner and see like a cop basically, you know, stopping someone and frisking them. And like, you know, that was, it, it brought up some feelings, you know, and, and seeing that from the perspective of, of a cat of like this small little cat. Um, yeah. It really, it really makes these moments, these small, you know, intimate yet pretty traumatic moments um, 
so much larger than life because in, in your case they happen to be it's it's really it's a really fucking cool game i don't know yeah. it's it's hard for me to like put into words sometimes but even the idea of exploring a space in that size and being able to reach places and crawl under things it's like it's awesome. i don't know it's like every kid's dream you know it really is like and, and you said paul it doesn't explicitly say or finish its thoughts on these subjects like policing and and poverty mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it the way it presents it to you it it really makes you think about it and comes to your own conclusions uh which i mean it's not hard to realize that these things are bad but like (laughs) when when you see a bunch of robots that are break dancing or they have to stop break dancing because they they installed like three security cameras just around them and one of your side quests is to like disable those cameras um and then they they teach you a new song like if you do that, like yeah. they do a little break dance, they teach you a song and you can play it on a cassette in another area. Uh, it's, it's great. And, and, and it's those little moments. I actually had a question for both of you, Nir and Paul. What, uh, has there been a, a cat game like this before? Cause I know games industries like memory is very short and I am coming into it fairly recently. So I'm like, has this happened mm. before? Has, uh, has blinks been like a, with like a word. <laughs> blinks. I blink the, the time, time cat. cat? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> also, everybody always. The, here is where I take umbrage with with fake blinks fans. Fake <laughs> blinks fans always want to talk about blinks and the importance of blinks and how influential blinks was, but they always say blinks the time cat. It's blinks the time sweeper. Please, mm. please, mm. please. Is he but, not a time cat? I mean, Two? he's a cat, but I don't think that I don't think that's relevant to his time traveling ability. <laughs> <laughs> true true uh as for games where you play as a cat like fully i'm sure there i'm sure there are like things out there like there's probably some japanese game that never came out in the united states where you did stuff like this um there's also like cubivore there's like what was that tokyo jungle one tokyo where you jungle. Play like a pomeranian at first or whatever yeah tokyo jungle had some stuff like that but that you know in a in the sense of being a game like this where it's like a big open world not open world necessarily but like a big puzzle game with like a sort of hub world where you move around and go help people with things i don't think that has really existed in you know modern memory mm. but that's such yeah. a it's like such a simple yet perfect idea for a game like yeah perfect (laughs) pun intended as Nir was saying earlier like the shots seem so engineered for each step you're taking to be picturesque and to be screenshotable uh and i was just like spamming the screenshot button but this game feels developed for this age of web where like i mean everyone's always loved cats on the internet but like the systems in which people can spread that joy and that love like tweets and and sharing directly from console and and cutting content and putting it on tiktok like it's popping off on all of these networks online and i think just because it's such a simple and and well executed idea that it just works and and it Mm -hmm. makes me happy to see like a project like this succeed uh, quite yeah. honestly, it's been it's been succeeding and then some for I don't know whatever reasons people found out about this game in like droves because it's the people it, like cats. It's true. I mean, cat lateral damage was a game that where you played as a cat. And, you know, that that's like not really a story driven game in the same way. That's more like a goat simulator kind of like destruction game. Feel, but, yeah. but like that game did not sell the way that this game is selling. This game is top of steam top sellers list for like even when it was like pre-sales it was yeah. selling it was outselling games like skyrim and stuff like that you know like on sale and whatnot 
people really, really, really want to play this cat game. It's yeah. definitely because of the, the the art style, like how it's trying to be very realistic and it can go a bit more uh, fantastical with the robot designs and the droids. But with mm-hmm. the cat, like that looks like a freaking cat, like especially yeah. on PlayStation 5 or like a really good PC. The whiskers, like all of that is is really well modeled and it's a very yeah. small team. So like they should be very, very proud of that. Also, the environments, yeah. which ah, they're so good. Yeah. No, even like the, the you know, the sort of stuff that I usually would kind of like scoff at, like, oh, what a gimmick. But even the sort of like, you know, the haptic feedback on the the triggers and the, the vibration on PS5 and like the, the meow coming from the controller speaker and stuff, like little things like that were, were kind of a neat addition to everything else going on in the game, which, which, you know, I think the game in a lot of ways like leans on a lot because it reminds me of, you know, other Annapurna published joints like uh you know um god what is it called the outer wilds and um you know mm. like just the idea that a game can exist without combat and you can advance through that game um you know to a degree like there's there are still parts there are still parts where you have to sort of <clears throat> engage and, and potentially get hurt and die and restart at a checkpoint which is which is kind of like the old stuff that i didn't really love but it was fine it never really felt egregious in any way but um, yeah, just but those, being those able were to, also my least favorite segments. Like those ones yeah. where like you yeah. can die and you see like a dead cat there and you're like, uh, I thought this was like yeah. kind of a sweet, like relaxing game. Like there uh, are stealth portions where like they weren't my favorite. Like, And I love stealth games. Like I, I love stealth games where like you have choices of like what you can do and how you can accomplish a, a specific task. But these were just kind of like you have to get around it kind of things that were mm. more annoying than anything. But to have the option when you play so many games, like we play so many games this year, every year, uh, and so many of them result in violence, like you right. using violence to complete the task and to win. Uh, it, it is refreshing to see a game that's like, no, why don't you just be a sneaky little guy and steal a hat from a store instead yeah. of like fighting all these guards, like just dress up as one, like get, yeah. get a robot to dress up as one and you can steal the hat or like knock over some paint cans to open this area up for you. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really like, it, it makes you think like a cat and I've never had to think like a cat. I'm always like, man, Gogeta, which is my cat's name. Why'd you knock that off the table? But now you get I'm it like, now. I, it's fun and there's no yeah. consequences and like <laughs> everyone is just like still happy with you after you knock shit over. <laughs> like, right. my carpet. It's, also, you don't, you yeah. don't care about that. They yeah, had to invent like weird little head crab monster ratchet and clank enemies to, to attack and kill the cat because they know that nobody would ever <laughs> actually intentionally harm a cat. Right. right? Nobody yeah. with a human mind. But yeah, it, it's just really, really sweet in it's problem solving and, uh, just all the way around, it's it's very careful in in the way it tells this simple, straightforward story. Did you did you um get all the songs for that guitarist in that like alleyway area? I got like three or four, I think. I don't know if okay. I got all of them. Yeah, so like th- that was one of my favorite parts of the game, where like mm-hmm. kind of exemplifies what I really appreciate about it, which is you're you're exploring the space and you're trying to uncover these little gems that you can then present to people for context. And there's a guitarist in, in this sort of alleyway area where, um, you know, he's just kind of strum. You can also like press triangle near him to like sleep, just roll up into a little shrimp ball and, and yeah. take a little snooze, which is nice. And you're purring. And the, the, there are moments like, there are like these really quiet moments in the game that 
give you a chance to sort of breathe and and, and take it all in and, and just, you know, kind of uh, marvel at the the technical things happening, right? Like the lighting mm-hmm. and the, the really cool graphics. But more than that, just like the actual world itself, like what was built and like you, you can sort of let your imagination run wild about like what this space was probably used for and what memories were made here and, you know, that are now just forgotten completely. And, and uh, so you're taking, you're, you have to find these sh- pieces of sheet music and bring them back to this guitarist and he then just plays them for you. And it's this kind of like, interesting moment where again you can sort of sit there and just listen or you can curl up into a ball and and sleep next to him while he plays but they all have these sort of um small stories to tell these pieces of music and sometimes they're not all my favorite but it was still kind of cool to see to to think about like who made this music and like what what is this talking about and like yeah just that constant uh you you almost feel like it's an archaeological dig you're you're constantly sweeping up stuff and and finding new things to to look at and analyze it's 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 really cool man i i don't know like i i love i love this kind of simple and again it might be too simple for folks for some folks but like if you if you open yourself up to it and, and you're willing to let you take it there like yeah you know or let it take you there like it's it's kind of rewarding in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. i i really like songs in general that use rest and silence in in effective ways to make the other parts pop and i feel like stray does this very well and it reminds me a lot of of life is strange as well um Mm. like when something big happens in the story there's usually a moment where you can just sit and listen to music in life is strange and Mm -hmm. just like reflect on everything that's going on and maybe plan out some future conversation paths you want to take um and just like honestly just take in the world and absorb it all um, and, and, and throw you into that character's mind. And Stray has a lot of moments like that too, where you can just curl up into a ball and just relax. And normally yeah. there's like a, either you're beside the musician who's playing sheet music that is really, really good and made me want to look up the soundtrack and listen to it like yesterday as well. Um, or it's just like in another character's room or right after a big race, uh, you, or a chase scene you did, uh, th- those moments really just like meld your mind into the cat mindset and just be like merp merp because while you're curled up you can still meow even though you can't do anything else uh (laughs) and that shit just hits like yeah and and as paul said like there isn't anything explosive or real big twist i'll say but it's nice to enjoy something like like just that is what it is trying to see is what you get you know yeah what you see is what you get that's a good way of putting it here like, yeah, I, I don't need I don't need something so off the walls bonkers. It's nice to just play through that and and be happy with my time with it. It would almost be more predictable to me if they tried to do a twist in this game because it feels like something where it's like the humans are actually alive and the humans are cats and they turn their bodies into little robot cats and you're a robot, but for real, because <laughs> all the cats are actually dead, not the humans. You know, like if they tried yeah. to pull something like that, I almost feel like that would be cheap. But like the idea of just like, nope, you are simply experiencing this world as it comes through the eyes of a character who uh, is an outsider and interacts with it in a way that makes that gives you incentive to do different interesting things in the world. Yeah, it, it's also nice to just play a thing, especially in a cyberpunk setting that, like Funke was saying, like, doesn't need to be this, you know, have these world ending stakes, right? Like, I think a lot of times that that can either push or, or drive players or, or people absorbing this content to want to see it through the, to the end. But, you know, um, I guess light spoilers, but the game doesn't really do that. 
and and I, I I love it for that. Like even thinking about how a lot of cyberpunk stuff is unnecessarily horny in in some ways because you know mm-hmm. especially when it comes to games. Like I was talking about twenty seventy seven a while ago, but there are there are time or you know just egregious examples of moments where you're like, did you really need to go there Is it to to really you know tell say tell the story you wanted to tell or was this just sort of like a kind of dick and fart fart joke that you wanted to yeah. get across salacious or, or for just, no reason like, yeah or did you just want to be horny for for horny's sake um because the game doesn't put really that do on that. a screenshot that will sell right. somebody somewhere said that this game will sell x more copies if we tell people that there's titty in it right right <laughs> not yeah, titty and, because you believe in the titty and try and want the titty but because you right. you know you know for mercenary reasons it's said dressing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh yeah the game doesn't do that which i appreciate it, it's kind of it doesn't need to go there and it, yeah. it still manages to tell a really heartfelt story, you know, a simple one, but still one that like, I don't know, again, touches on a lot of stuff that we're currently going through and, and, um, kind of speaks to a, to a sort of like hope that, um, a lot of games either, um, I don't know, stumble into or don't quite necessarily stick the landing quite as well, mostly because, you know, there, there are four legs here, so that helps. But I think in, <laughs> in, in Stray's case, I think like, Having um, having a game that communicates this idea of hope and and what it can look like to rebuild and and make sense of the failures of of a system is like I, I I needed that right now personally. Yeah, I feel that very hard. Well, awesome. I mean, I think we've probably said most of what we need to say about Stray. The one thing I do kind of feel like it's worth grabbing on to here that we haven't really gone into super specifically and maybe maybe we can say more after it just so we don't end on a mild bummer but like oh, you you tell me if it's a bummer um i know uh, people out there were asking like how how badly can the cat get hurt and can the cat die and stuff and it didn't seem like it was actually too over the top to me when i was watching you play funky that shit is sad it's a, <laughs> I, I don't know I, I didn't think it would ever be able to die like that um, but it, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, Paul, but for me, it was rough to see, especially there's a lot of segments where either like a certain kind of robot can kill you uh, and that it shoots like electrifying darts into you like oh, four like times and then you, you? Di- yeah, tases you and then you die or the Zerks, which are these alien type little crabs that can jump onto you and suck your blood until you die. Uh, it is, it is kind of intense. I, I think prey or stray. I almost called it prey. Uh, stray <laughs> does gross, otherworldly shit pretty well, and I was I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, there, there's also like so th- th- that stuff didn't really. I mean, it might sound like a monster after this, but that that stuff didn't really really bother me as much. Um, I, I like you know it was like oh that's that's so sad, but I you know it does it didn't it didn't really linger with me. But there there are like some pretty nasty. Uh, I don't even know how to say like kind of body horror kind of stuff at some mm. points of the game where like because there are certain parts of the the world where like this you know this weird sort of monster style infection fungus thing is growing which is where the the zerks come from i think mm-hmm. um so seeing that kind of like gooey sort of you know gory texture like stringy all over the place and kind of oozing and moving that 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 was a little unsettling so i think if you have any like 
I don't know if, if that stuff makes you uncomfortable, just be aware going into it, but you don't really linger too much, which is, which is good. I mean, that's the point of the game, right? You're trying to get through and, and move on. But yeah, th- that, that disturbed me more than the actual, like, you know, cat getting tased or whatever. Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. Cause just from what I saw of it, and again, I have not seen most of the game, but to me it very much, it just seems so cartoony. It seems so, like mm. I, I mentioned earlier, so ratchet and clank level, like the, sure. even the Zerks are just like the, there are these big weird frogs with a big goofy googly eyeball. And when they jump <laughs> onto the cat, it's not like they're like tearing it apart or anything like right. that. It's like they jump on the screen goes red and the cat falls over and there's not like, they don't linger on it. Right. Um, but that's but interesting. It's, it's it was stressful for me, like in those segments, because you can't even jump. <laughs> you can just steer left to right. It really right. does feel like a Crash Bandicoot style oh, right. game. Um, but you, yeah. oh, sir, you can't independently jump in this game, can you? You no. uh, no, not unless there's a ledge in front of you. Huh. That was just that was so interesting. That's such an interesting design choice to me of like doing the Wind Waker style jump mechanics. I th- Pretty much. They, yeah, they said that uh, at the preview event, they were saying they wanted to make the platforming as simple as possible and introducing like a regular jump would would mess that process up um, by yeah. making players think that they could jump on things that they maybe weren't allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes things more straightforward in that sense. But it is frustrating in those those chase sequences when the Zerks are jumping on you and I'm like, oh shit, like let me just drop this guy off fast and then you die, and it's like, oh, I don't like all this. It's actually uh, interesting you brought up Zelda, because I, there was like, to me, that was like a direct connection to, this game was a direct connection to me to something like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, like when I first sort of encountered these small, confined spaces that felt like, you know, pe- people were living there and, and NPCs were kind of going about their routines and you could interact with them, but only to a certain degree, like it reminded me a lot of like Majora's Mask. And um, I, I don't know, I thought that was like a really cool template to sort of build a game like this off of where, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the hero. I mean, you are to a degree, but you're, you're not this like, you know, this this adventurer with a sword and shield on your back. Like it, it, it is, it, there is a sort of like, interesting tone it strikes when you're like meowing at a thing and they're 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 talking to you but they're also talking to the the little droid that 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 you know accompanies you b12 i think is their name um but yeah i don't know i i like I, it made me want to revisit a majora's mask or an ocarina of time because they're they, they share they actually do share more dna than i think the other, you know with other games yeah, I think we can probably actually just wrap up this whole pod unless you all have something specific you want to get to that we didn't touch on already. It sounds like a cool game. I want to play it. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely recommend it. I, th- I think it's nice. I think if you like cats, you'll enjoy this, especially if you're not like you don't consider yourself a gamer. I feel like this is one of those games you can just like mm. pick up and play through. And it, it's not as high intensity that it, it'll put a lot of people off. Um, I think it's a a great welcoming game. Totally. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I'm, I'm actually going to be going to that Chinatown pop they have going on in New York. So I'm going to swing by that and, and report back. Let you, let y'all know how, how it goes. Yo, send those pics. I, I definitely want to yeah. see that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, last, last, last question from me. Since we are getting up there, it's, I don't know if you noticed, you've looked outside. It's hot out. It's summer. Mm, we're yes. in the, we're in the dog days. We're, Despite the playing a cat game, not a lot of other video games coming out right now. July 20th, pretty close to game of the year season. Uh, pretty close 
classic game of the year season for the purposes of this uh, segment that I'm doing here, Funke. It is. I was about to say it is. <laughs> Where would y'all, you don't have to like put a hard number on it, but like, you know, do, is this a contender for your top 10? Funke? Uh, absolutely. Um, yes. But there's also, there's not many games right now, and I don't know if that'll change before the end of the year, um, but I did really like this game. If it's on my top 10 or not, I I, I still like it. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think it has a good chance of ending up on my list, you know, my, my top 10, but I also, I really don't play as many games nowadays, like, for, for coverage, so I... Who knows? But I definitely, you know, again, share Funke's sentiments about like, I think if you're interested in this and you want to, you know, if you like the sci-fi cyberpunk setting, I think it's still absolutely worth a playthrough. Um, and I, I think it's available to like PS Plus, like the top tier subscribers, if I'm not mistaken. The middle tier and the top tier? God, Paul, How does that, that whole fucking thing. God, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you might already have it or have a chance to add it to your library already if you, if you have that, but I still think like, regardless, I think it's worth checking out. I think it's a really neat little story. So, so $30 PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I think everybody here played it on PC. Uh, PS5. You played uh, it I was on, on PS5. PC. You were on PC. Okay. Ran okay on both? Yeah. Yeah. I just think my PC is probably getting old. Mm, you know, there's yeah. a couple of moments where it just like frames dropped. But yeah. uh, only during, I think when I was taking screenshots, but everything else is really smooth. You ready for that 4000 series? Those NVIDIA, new NVIDIA cards? You're going to get a 4080? I don't know anything about a computer. <laughs> <laughs> My friend built this for me. And I was like, yep. Uh, Can you make sure the beeps go boop? Thank you. <laughs> make sure, yeah, make sure it's shiny and cool. Yeah, tune up, tune up the graphics on level five. <laughs> yeah. Enhance. <laughs> Well, we will all go beep and boop our cats on the nose after uh, we are done with this podcast here, which is, oh, hey, right now, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by and telling me about Stray, as well as all the listeners out there about Stray. Yeah, anytime. Of course. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having oh, yeah. us. Yeah, it's always, it's always wonderful to be on a podcast with you all. Uh, and it's always wonderful to hear all of you enjoy our stuff. You can tell us how much you enjoy our podcast over at fanbyte.hasa. That is the Discord community for fanbyte.com. You can also uh, go to iTunes, Spotify, any of those good places and uh, rate and review us if you really, really like. However, if you just uh, enjoy 99 Potions and other video game related stuff at Fanbyte, tell a friend. That is uh, currently our best way of uh, spreading word of mouth. I think Jordan was pretty open about this on a previous episode of Channel F, but it's just kind of a situation of like, hey, we don't have a lot of money for advertising around here. We're owned by a major corporation. They don't give us any of that for, for our stuff necessarily. So, you know, word of mouth still the best way to promote our things. Yeah. Let your yeah. friends know. Yeah. Rate and review the pod. Rate and review the pod. All that good stuff. You know how it goes. You listen to podcasts before. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Paul. Uh, you can find me at Polymayo. It's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario. A-Y-O. Oh, as in Mario. Mm. Ah. Like Chris Pratt. Exactly. <laughs> Economical Mario. Where can people find you, Funke? Uh, on Twitter at FunkeFly. F-U-N-K-E-F-L-Y. Or on Twitch with the same username, where I don't have a schedule, but I'm going to be streaming. Ooh, hey. fun. I'm playing some Metal Gear Solid 2. It's Ooh, a pretty good game. game. 
Uh, you can also follow our wonderful other producer who is actually doing the production on this pod sitting in with us, uh, Jordan Mallory, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at... Oh, Jordan is only taking notes. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't cool, want to cool. steal valor. I don't want to be. I, I never want to steal valor, and I never want to give valor to somebody who doesn't uh, deserve it. Paul's going to be producing this episode. Damn. Jordan was here. Uh, running Jordan the stepped co- up though. Appreciate it. Jordan very much stepped up after a very hectic morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came in last ass second to come and help us. So you should go follow him on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter at Miriam Strum. N e r i u m s t r o m. And you can follow Fanbyte Media on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. And for now, we're putting this review in the rear view. Hey yo! But we're always looking forward. Bye. Bye. Bye.